the NBA never sleeps. It's like the girl from the ring. As soon as you think that you have somewhat of an off day and it's just note taking for the playoff games that start tonight, I'm drugged back in with a bunch of news to get to. So we have an emergency pod for you and it is full of just crazy stuff. So let's get to the rundown real quick. We have a NBA rookie of the year beef. I'll give you more information on that in a second. We have a Kawhi Leonard injury update. We also have CP3 in the health and safety protocol. We have pink slips for everyone today. It was pink slip day in the NBA, and I'll get to that. And also, there is news out of Kentucky, and not just Kentucky. This is for you, Lexington. We got news out of your program today. So all that is coming on the pod today. Now, we're going to get to some um, other news real quick, more on what's going on in the house because I haven't done that in a second um yeah I'm gonna tell you right now not thrilled about doing the emergency pod but excited all the same because when the news breaks you know that we have a responsibility to QP Nation to get it up and get it in and get it real rugged and raw so we're going to do that as we're going to take care of that for you. Other than that, we can go ahead and start this pod right now. So we'll be back momentarily. Right, we're gonna start in the NBA, and there's some real heat after the rookie of the year voting that come out today. T Wolves guard Anthony Edwards is real salty about losing the award to Charlotte rookie guard LaMelo Ball. My man is truly upset. He says that you have poked the bear and now. It's all on you, NBA, because I'm going to take my frustrations out on you next year. So LaMelo Ball, who was this podcast rookie of the year, we weren't right on a lot of the predictions early in the year. Who knew that this season was going to be so crazy? It was very unpredictable, but we did get the rookie of the year right. Our man LaMelo Ball did his thing and got that rookie of the year. Big ups to LaMelo Ball and the big baller grand. Okay, LaVar, I know you over there smiling, cheesing for the camera, cheesing for all of the media outlets that you're about to go on and talk about how you are a soothsayer 
about your kids. Listen, this is your time to shine, bro. So get it in and get it in as much as you possibly can. But as far as Edwards is concerned, his thing is that he did play all 72 games this year. And to me, that's probably where his argument is, is that he did play all 72, where LaMelo didn't. He played 53. He didn't start all of those. So there is that. Um, now, as far as the numbers are concerned, here's the here's the thing where I'm kind of going, did you really win the rookie of the year, Anthony? Did you really win it? Because... Here's the deal. He shot 41.7% from the field. He shot 32.9 from three. He had 4.7 rebounds. He had 2.9 assists. Okay. The shooting was probably the problematic situation with that. Um, Now, for my analytic brethren out there, Edwards was a negative five net rating. Okay. Now, as far as... LaMelo shooting is concerned. Sorry about that. He was just a little bit better. Okay. He shot the ball just a little bit better from three. Uh, He shot the, he was like 35%. He shot 43.8% from the field. So he was just a tad bit better. But this is where LaMelo wins the rookie of the year. His team was battling for playoff position where the Timberwolves were just bound for the lottery from the beginning. It wasn't like Anthony Edwards had this tremendous effect on the T-Wolves. Now, here's the thing. Anthony Edwards, this is for you. It's going to be real hard to have a tremendous effect on the T-Wolves. I hope that now with uh, Pine as a coach, and getting everything together that you guys are on the uptick but that organization has been mired in not just mediocrity it has been mired in just absolute dysfunction so i hope that you are now the guy that can bring some some real intensity to that organization because until you bro that team wasn't going anywhere. Cat was just getting his points. He brought along his best buddy, D'Angelo Russell, to join in. They really haven't played together that much all two or one and a half years they've been together. So we'll see what you can do next year since the bear has been poked, as you would say. Now, as far as LaMelo is concerned, the other thing is that he had 5.9 rebounds. He had 6.1 assists. He also had a 2-to-1 assist-to-turnover ratio. You know we love that here at QP Sports Exchange because we like people who value possessions. Possessions are key, right? They're the most valuable thing in the NBA because scoring has never been easier You don't hand check anymore. And some of the physicality has been kind of um, refereed out of the game, correct? So he is doing all of what you want your rookie to do. And also, they were sniffing around a playoff spot. So 
I think that the NBA and the writers made the right choice on who the rookie of the year was. I understand that my man is salty, but I don't think he really has a case. But I do I do hope that he uses it for fuel to get himself in just whatever beast mode that he needs to get himself into because some of his dunks were so hellacious and I can't wait to see what that young man does next year. Now, next story is this. Kawhi Leonard is out indefinitely with an ACL injury. No word as of yet on the extent of the injury. I am efforting now to get more information. If something breaks before this podcast is over, I will get it to you. If not, look for me on Twitter or in Instagram, QPP Network on Twitter, question point pod network on the IG. Okay. So if I get more information, you'll get it there. I don't think we need to bust out a mercy podcast on Kawhi Leonard's ACL injury, but we will see. Here's the other thing that's going on with this. Kawhi Leonard has gone zero dark 30 towards the entire Clippers organization. Leonard, who has been very close to the vest about his body and his injury situation, and it goes back to San Antonio when he felt he was misdiagnosed for his injury there. He's really secretive about what he does and who does it. Here's the other piece of news that I actually have for that. Okay. Um, I've been told that no one in the Clippers organization knows where Leonard is being treated or by which doctor or orthopedist Leonard is consulting with. That could be a problem. No one in the organization, Jerry West, uh, the GM Frank, Ty Lu, no one knows where my man is getting treated at. I seems like a cause for alarm. I don't know. I don't know how to take that. But nobody knows. That's not good, Clippers. That's not good, Clipper fans, at all. Now you're going to Utah, and you got to play a game five without your guy, who is a absolute terminator. He is being brought back from the future to destroy all NBA teams and just make them look silly. By the way, has anybody checked on De- Derek Favors of the Utah Jazz? I am concerned about Derek Favors' mental health. I am concerned about his well-being and I just wonder if his family is okay. Are they in witness protection as of right now? That dunk was sick, and I don't think you come back from that. I actually thought that Derek Favors was going to go to his press conference and just immediately retire after that dunk. He did not, so we guess we will see him in Game 5 tonight. So, it's all interesting, it's all compelling, and as it pertains to Kawhi Leonard, it's always very shrouded in secrecy. So Clipper fans, what do you think about your boy just going zero dark 30 on the entire organization 
where they do not know at all who is treating him. So hit me up on Twitter and uh, Instagram and give me some comments on that. The next news is also not good. CP3, Chris Paul, who has just looked phenomenal in these playoffs. He's looked like the floor general that he is, the point god that he is. You know what? I've always been saying since the State Farm commercials where he looks tortured, where he looks like he's in just a bunch of... He, he looks very anxiety-riddled in those commercials. It looks like he had every right to be. My man is in the health and safety protocols for COVID-19. All right? So, good news is Utah and the Clippers might go to seven or not, depending on which Paul George shows up for the Clippers. But they'll have some time to rest because this series is at least going two more games, if not three. And then my man will have that time to rest, recuperate, and hopefully he is good. Hopefully his family is good. And there's no like lingering issues with the COVID. Now, from what I've been told, Chris Paul has been vaccinated. So he shouldn't be in the, in the health and safety protocols for very long. But we never know. Jason Tatum still says he feels the effects of having COVID-19. Okay. There's other players that have said that, yeah, it was a tough go after contracting the COVID-19 virus. So prayers up to CP3. Hope you feel better because the Phoenix Suns are going to need you to go ahead and take them to the promised land because now it looks like it's all opening up for you, right? If somehow the Clippers get past Utah, which that's a stretch now, and Leonard is compromised, that should be another cakewalk for you. And if not, you get Utah, who also is in trouble because we don't know if Mike Conley is ever coming back. And we do not know how hurt Donovan Mitchell is. So this is looking real good for Phoenix right now as they sit at home chilling, just chilling, waiting for the winner of the Clippers and the Utah Jazz. The next story is all about people getting fired. All right. So it's been a big day for HR people around the NBA. I'm sure that exit package and, and getting all that together for a lot of HR people around the NBA has been hectic. So big ups to all of the HR people in organizations around the league that had to fire people today because there's a laundry list of folks. Stan Van Gundy is out as the coach of the New Orleans Pelicans. And I'm going to say this right now. I know that we should not be happy about somebody losing their job. I'm not going to say I'm happy about that, but I am happy for Zion Williamson. That's who I'm happy for. 
because here's the deal. And this is from actual sources. The underlying factor with with uh, Stan Van Gundy's firing was his stubbornness of giving young players such as Nikhil Alexander-Walker. That's a Zion guy, by the way. Zion loves Nikhil Alexander-Walker. And rookie guard Kara Lewis Jr. instead giving them playing time. Instead, he went with the vet, Eric Bledsoe. So, it seems like the front office and others involved were really dismayed by the rotations that Stan Van Gundy used throughout the year. Not getting burned to the young cats in Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Kira Lewis Jr. Now, here's the best part of this story. I have been saying on this podcast for months that Brandon Ingram did not know that he was not the number one guy in New Orleans. Even Brandon Ingram has soured on his boy, SVG. Okay? He has soured. Now, Brandon Ingram, in crunch time, was the go-to guy. Who calls those plays? Stan Van Gundy. So if Brandon Ingram has soured on him, he had no shot whatsoever. Because I can tell you right now, Zion Williamson, earlier in the offseason, when he was eliminated and did not make the playoffs, had a meeting with not just front office, but with the governor of the New Orleans Pelicans and really wanted to know about the future or the other organization and how it was going to be changed because he was not happy with how the season went and he was also not happy with his role in the team and how he would utilize. So they took that meeting to heart and they fired Stan Van Gundy. Now here's the other important part of this. This is going to be Zion's third year. This is going to be Zion's third coach. How can you build any continuity? Now, I have said I am in favor of Stan Van Gundy leaving the organization, but how can you build continuity when your guy, your franchise guy, where New Orleans was losing its mind when they got the first overall pick, in 2019 to get Zion because they had just lost Anthony Davis or they were in the beginning of losing Anthony Davis hell I'll tell you you lost Anthony Davis when he had that that's all folks t-shirt on you had lost him then and that was during the season but you get Zion you think man okay we get a reset, we lose a franchise guy, we get a franchise guy, and now we can go ahead and be off to the races. Well, not so fast. It will be three coaches in three years. My hope in this is that there is some sort of 
conversation between Zion and the front office on who he would like to coach him next year. I think you need to get that guy on board with whomever is going to coach you. Now, possible people that can get this job. All right. Uh, Teresa Witherspoon is a assistant coach on the Pelicans, and she is going to get a interview. All right. Um, if you listen to Monday's pod, I had a thing on Becky Hammond and her getting the interview in Portland and how some people were being very archaic with their takes and their thoughts on women being coaches in the NBA. Head coaches, that is. And now we have another head coach opening in the NBA, and we hope that there are going to be interviews with women for these positions. Now, I hope that Becky Hammond is also one of those people that interview for the Pelicans job personally. Now, here's the thing. Charles Lee, the assistant coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, seems to be the front runner in New Orleans. Now, in league circles, Lee is considered as a rising star in the coaching ranks. I understand that. And I'm not saying that that guy is not deserving of a shot because it would be different than just bringing some guy who had had four or five stops in the NBA. So, new blood is good and I like to see people get opportunities but I would like to see Teresa Witherspoon or Becky Hammonds get a real legitimate shot at that Pelicans gig I am going to continue to home for this for a while until we see change in the NBA another guy that I would go ahead and co-sign David Vanterpool, who was an assistant with the Timberwolves, and also he was instrumental in Portland in the rise of Dame Dalla and CJ McCollum. You know that I'm all about those cats because they get buckets. And Vanterpool, according to Dame himself and CJ McCollum, was absolutely vital to their progression in the NBA. So somebody like that definitely needs to get a shot. I'm looking at my boy Vanterpool. I'm looking at my girl Becky Hammond. And I'm looking at Teresa Witherspoon. And I'm trying to see if they are getting one of these gigs. And if you are NBA team, you should be looking at these people too. If Dame is co-signing people, if the big fundamental is co-signing people, i.e. Tim Duncan, is co-signing people. If the big Spaniard, Pal Gasol, is co-signing people, you might want to listen, okay? Dame is one of the best players in the league. Tim is a Tim Duncan is a Hall of Famer, and Pal Gasol is probably a Hall of Famer as well. I think they know a little bit about basketball, just saying. Not sure, but I might lean on dudes that did it at the highest level 
and their thoughts on it when I'm making a decision on my coaching hire. Just a thought. I don't know. Another guy who also got the pink slip today was Scott Brooks in Washington. The Wizards are looking for a new coach. I don't know about that one. I do know that Russ loves Scott Brooks. I don't know if Bill loves Scott Brooks. That might be the key. I think they are looking for somebody to infuse some juice. I think they're trying to get as much out of the young guys as Denny Abdia and Ruri Hachimura. I think that might be the reason for this. And I'm not I'm not opposed to this one either. If you feel that you can get a coach that can develop those guys that will take pressure off of Bradley Bill and Russell Westbrook so they don't have to carry so much of the load, that's always a good thing. So we'll see. There are a bunch of openings in the NBA, and we will see who gets those gigs. But if you know me, and I've been preaching about equality from last pot to this pot, I'm looking at the three people that I mentioned, Vanterpool, Becky Hammond, and Teresa Witherspoon getting real looks at those gigs. So, Indiana, you're on the clock. New Orleans, you're on the clock. Orlando, you're on the clock. Portland. And Portland, that's just a great place anyway because they love stuff like this. That city, it breeds this kind of outside-the-box thinking. And then you have Orlando who is also looking for a new head coach. So we got a lot of openings and we will see who get those positions. And as the off season goes on, you know, you never have to worry about who questions Monday. It's always going to be here for you. That's my word. That's what I do is bring you heat on Monday when it comes to hoops. Now we move on to the last of the firings. <laughs> Donnie Nelson in uh in Dallas is gone. After 24 years with the organization and being part of that that community in Big D, he has moved on from the Mavericks. I do have one question though. Mavericks organization, did you fire the right person though? The reason why I say this is because There have been reports out there that Luka Doncic is not happy with Mavs Director of Quantitative Research and Development. Haralabos Volgaris is that guy, and Doncic seems to not have a lot of respect for him, nor does he like to see his face. Now, Cuban, the owner of the Mavericks, has denied and called it complete BS. He says, there's no tension in the front office. This was like about three or four days ago. There's no tension in the front office. Everything is well here. Well, Mark, it doesn't look like it's well if you're firing people. 
that's kind of a contradictory to your statement. Everything can't be hunky dory if you're firing people. My question is, did you fire the right person? Now, Luca, who was first team all NBA, is set up for the super max extension. This is like over 200 mil. My man is not happy. I'm not saying he's not going to sign it. I'm taking the bag as well. If I was in that position, I would be taking the bag as well. Now, do you take the bag and then immediately ask for a trade? Or do you be the first NBA player that says, you know what? Nah, I'm not signing that extension. And now the clock ticks on if Lucas stays in Dallas. Now, shots out to my boy Kendall. Shots out to my boy Kyler. Because I know they love the Mavericks. And I know right now there's going, Vince, you can't be saying this. This is upsetting me. And you will have hell to pay when we talk to you. I understand that. But what I'm saying is this. If Luca is not happy, you got to do everything under the sun to make that guy comfortable. He is a generational talent. He's all he's looking at this age, okay, at 22. He's looking pretty comparable to LeBron James. Some people would say that he surpassed LeBron James at the age of 22. The outside shot a little bit better from Luka. But if that's the guy, if he's anywhere in the realm of LeBron James, you do everything you can to make that guy happy. If he doesn't like the popcorn vendor in, in Section 200, you fire that cat too. If he's not happy with the pilot on the charter plane, you fire that guy as well. If he's not happy with, I don't know, whomever is driving him around or whatever in Dallas, you replace him as well. You do what you need to do to get Luca. To understand that the vision is still good. And that we're moving in the right direction. You do not play with a guy like that. It's really unfortunate that your timeline has been sped up by the brilliance of Luka Doncic. I'm real sorry, Mark Cuban, that your guy has gone off and made first team all NBA. But your clock is ticking. Okay? You need to do less Shark Tank and more Think Tank in Dallas. All right? I understand that you got a lot of business ventures that you are in charge of, that you are spearheading. But the one venture that you need to take care of immediately is the Luka Doncic venture. Take that venture on. Turn that into a billion dollar company. Get players around him that make sense. 
Speaking of that, the heat, which they tried to downplay, is super real. What's coming out of Porzingis' camp is that I don't know if I can play with this guy because he has a ball in his hands 24 hours a day. This is Porzingis' camp. Now, Dallas Maverick fans would say, dude, shut up and play games and not be injured all the time and look like the guy that we gave that bag to as far as the extension is concerned and start getting us 22 and 12. I understand that as well. But if his effectiveness is being altered by Luka's brilliance and his inability to share with teammates and he wants to run the offense a la James Harden, but with a little bit more movement around, it's not just 22 seconds of dribbling out the top of the key. Well, I can understand that too. So Dallas, you have a real problem and you need to deal with it as quickly as possible. My suggestion to Mark Cuban is let the other sh- the other Shark Tank people do their job and you just kind of focus on the Mavericks right now. Stop pushing tequila. Stop pushing text apps where the text vaporize after eight seconds. You just need to focus on Luca and helping that dude out. All right, we got one other piece of news that is super awesome. I just got this, by the way, so I'm really excited. It seems that Kentucky Wildcat coach John Calipari is starting to flirt again with the NBA. (sighs) Shocking. Calipari who has been with the Kentucky Wildcats for a long time, received several contract extensions. He is an absolute king in Lexington. Go Big Blue. Getting five-star recruits all the time. They just fall to him. It's just like a beacon. It sends out like a five-star bat signal. And he gets like four to six a year. My man Calipari is kind of going, you know what? I'm thinking I'm getting that itch again. He has his agent back channeling about some of these jobs that are open in the NBA. This is what a source told me. So Kentucky Wildcats fans come at me on Twitter, QPP network. And on IG, Question Point Pod Network. So Calipari is looking. He will not tell you publicly that he's looking. But privately, he's looking. And I think what it is, is that there is a shift coming to college basketball. He's seen it. And that's why he might be out. One thing Calipari is, he's ahead of the curve. That dude was the first one. On the one and dunce. Remember that. Keep in mind. The NBA. 
is going to either ratify the high school to 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 NBA in a couple years. So maybe less five-star recruits. And then also the G League is cutting into those recruits. Kyle Powery has felt the sting of that as well. And my man had a bad season last year. He was 9-16. Now, do I think Kalapari will have another year like that? No, I don't. But if my man is starting to, say, kind of peek over the fence and look to see if the grass is greener at the NBA, you should be worried, Kentucky Wildcat fans. So, if Kalapari's out, Big Blue Nation, who's the next guy? Hit me on Twitter with those candidates. QPP Network on Twitter. On Instagram, question point pod network. So my man Calipari is looking to get out. The motivation might be that he's seeing all his Kentucky Wildcat dudes in the league. And he's wondering, hmm. I wonder if I can get a couple just fall into my lap on my team. They all they obviously know my system. And can I show in the NBA that I can be a top-tier coach? That's the one thing on his resume that he does not have. And he's the type of guy that that is a thorn in his side. And I'm sure he wants to get that thorn out. So there might be a lot more fire to this smoke. So Kentucky, what do you think about your boy just breaking out on you? It's going to be a wild offseason and QP Sports Exchange is going to be here for it all. But we had to drop this emergency pod on you. That's all the information we have. I did not get new information on Kawhi, but if I do, it will drop on Twitter or Instagram as soon as I get it. All right, I'm out. That's your news. I hope at some point that (laughs) I can just watch basketball and take notes. But like I said, the NBA is like the girl from the ring. It never sleeps. It never gets tired. You know what I'm saying? I just don't want that phone call. That movie kind of scared me. That chick kind of scared me as well. All right. That's enough ranting and vamping on this subject. We're gone. You guys have a good rest of your week. It's hump day. We will see you on Friday for Football Friday. Shout out to my football fans in QP Nation. All right? And... We'll see you down the road. And I am absolutely bad. Yeah, yeah, I don't see.